Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode 156. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you on this lovely, lovely day. I am excited to get into the quarterback conversation because what the heck else are we going to talk about until that's figured out? We're going to react to the uh, new hirings that the Jets have made. Uh, specifically, wow, can't speak today, specifically Todd Downing, the impact of the a new offensive coaching staff, and so much more with your voicemails in the back half of the show. But reminder, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. They've gone from waste to face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Manscaped help, helped you get the golden rod of a Greek god And now they've created the best tools for you to turn heads with a clean, perfectly groomed and conditioned beard. Finally, tame your mane by going to manscaped.com and use our code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. Pick yourself up something nice and get yourself free worldwide shipping when you do so. JETS20 is the promo code. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers yesterday went on the Pat McAfee show and uh, had some clarification because supposedly Ian Rappaport was reporting that Rodgers was going to go into his darkness retreat on Monday. Monday came and went. He was not there. He made his appearance on Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show, and he basically said that Ian doesn't know what's going on in his life, which I guess is fair. But um, regardless, he's going to go in later in the week. Wouldn't specify which day, feels like Friday or Saturday, just based on if you actually watched uh, the interview there. But is anyone, like, like, just peek behind the curtain for a second. We also did a video yesterday on Ryan Tannehill. Supposedly, Connor Hughes is saying that the Jets really like Ryan Tannehill and maybe more than some other teams. Does anyone else have quarterback fatigue? I am exhausted by this quarterback fatigue, where it's you're just waiting for a little breadcrumb to give us a little bit of information on a guy, and none of us know. We have no idea. But I have to react to it because that's, one, the biggest news of the day, and that's what we do here. We react to the biggest Jets news once or twice a day with a YouTube video, and now we're doing it in podcast form. But you're just waiting for that little breadcrumb to say, okay, maybe this is the hint where the Jets are going to go. And it is such a big need for this team that it's understandable why that's the biggest story. It's the most important position in the sport. And we just watched Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts put up a billion points in the Super Bowl. And you know how important it is to have a good quarterback. You know, when you have, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow are three of the four quarterbacks uh, remaining in, in the conference championships on either side. It's super important to have that elite level or a really good level quarterback. So when Jet fans are just talking and wondering why or who, I guess is the better way of putting it, who is going to be that next Jets quarterback? Well, here you go. Doesn't this feel like the the one that is going to make sense to be like, okay, that's, that's what we're going to put our emphasis into, into the conversation of who is going to be under center for this Jets team? I am just... It's tiring of waiting, man. And it sucks because, as I mentioned, the the relatively bigger news from yesterday is Rodgers is going into his little darkness retreat at the end of the week and going into early next week. So you're probably not going to get a decision from him until maybe a week from now, maybe around the 21st. And Derek Carr is released yesterday. So he can start talking to teams. He's already met with the Saints because there was a trade in place. And supposedly Joe Douglas did express interest in potentially a a trade 
with the Raiders, but uh, Carr is not you know, waving his claws, so that's why they're going to end up cutting him or why they ended up cutting him. Are they going to just go in on Carr and forget about Rodgers? And then you have the other step tier down where it's like Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill. And with Jimmy, you have the familiarity with Robert Sala and San Francisco. And like that's a storyline that's just been beaten to death. And it's it's frustrating. It's annoying to continue to keep talking about, but you have to. Until they figure it out, you have to keep talking about it. And that's like another thing, reading the tea leaves. So everyone says, oh, well, Nathaniel Hackett, right? That means Aaron Rodgers. And it very well could. That's probably their plan A, I would guess. All indications seem to be pointing that way. But with the most recent hire, Todd Downing, to be the uh, the passing game coordinator, people point to go, oh, oh, Ryan Tannehill. What about Ryan Tannehill? And then you have the report from Connor Hughes saying that the Jets, you know, think pretty highly of Ryan Tannehill. And that scares me a little bit. A 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill being the answer for the Jets for their burning quarterback position question is not giving me a whole lot of faith. It really wouldn't. Uh, but do people forget, like, Ryan Tannehill wasn't even that good when Tom Downing was the offensive coordinator. The most amount of success in Ryan Tannehill's career came when Arthur Smith was the one calling plays. And then Arthur Smith leaves... He goes to Atlanta. He's the head coach there the last two years. And Ryan Tannehill's career goes in the tubes. He was okay in 2021. It was a significant step backwards. He had, I believe, 33 passing touchdowns in 2020. And then it fell off a cliff, dropped down to 21. Uh, and obviously, you know, they move on from A.J. Brown this year. And I saw a lot of people in my, in my comments and on social media saying, well, they traded away his best wide receiver, Matt. That's why Ryan Tannehill didn't put up that great numbers. Okay, yeah, that, that's true about this year in 2022. He also missed five games. But what about last year? Brown was there last year, and that offense still stunk. They were good at running the ball because they have a, a freak in Derrick Henry back there. But let's be honest, I... Does Downing move the needle a ton for you? Not really. I'm not going to get bent out of shape over a passing game coordinator hire. He does have a lot of experience as a quarterback coach, which is good, and more success as a quarterback coach. But between Nathaniel Hackett, Keith Carter, and Todd Downing, you could find things that you like. You can maybe sell yourself on, but there also are some red flags which with just about each and every one of those guys. And unfortunately, that's the spot the Jets found themselves in because they don't have a current quarterback on the roster. They don't have one. They can sell. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala can sell their plan. But with that gaping hole on the roster right now, it's hard to get the big-name guys to come. It is, and it's, it's understandable. Because if they don't figure out the quarterback position, is this a lame-duck staff? And then what do you do? So you bring in Todd Downing, who also has some red flags off the field, where earlier this month he was serving his jail sentence for his DUI. I'm not saying that he, you're never allowed to get a second chance ever again. That's not what I'm going to sit here and say, but that is a part of his story. He served his time. Great. He was deemed worthy enough to be hired in this role. Is, is the plan then Ryan Tannehill? I sure as hell hope not. Be like, oh yeah, we're going to run back the Tennessee Titans offense from this past year, which was bad. 
And granted, some of it, it was because you had to start Malik Willis and you had guys banged up and you didn't have a good wide receiver core. But I, I, I don't know. It doesn't give you a ton of um, optimism. It depends on who the quarterback is, which ironically ties back into this whole conversation of you can't necessarily grade the coaching staff hires and be like, oh, I am super positive about this guy or I'm super down on this guy because you don't know who the quarterback is. And once you do figure that out, then, well, you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit easier going forward. But you're halfway through the month now. You got another 13 days left of February. Of February. I'd have to imagine that the Jets are going to know who their quarterback is before the start of March. Have to. Because you're going to imagine Carr's going to get somewhere around next week, I would imagine. He's going to take his visits, understandably so. Rodgers is going to make his decision. Lamar is the one that would take a really long time because I think you get the, the franchise tag and then they try to negotiate and if negotiations don't go well. like That's why I, I don't put Lamar as a super realistic option. And then your other guys like Tannehill, would, who would probably get cut, and Jimmy G, who's a free agent, you have to wait till the middle of March. So I would think if it's coming via trade, that's going to happen. You're going to know Rodgers and Carr, I would say, by the end of the month. So that's potentially two more episodes of this. I'm already got, I already got quarterback fatigue. I got to do this two more episodes. I got to do two more weeks of video. Everyone's takes already laid out there. My takes already out there. I think with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a tier above. Derek Carr is a little bit of a step back. And then there's a big gap and you have Jimmy G and Tannehill. And the biggest concern with, and you can find concern with each and every one. Rodgers, Age, flakiness, understandable, but has the highest ceiling because when healthy, he's top five quarterback, right? And just a legendary Hall of Fame guy who I think would be motivated to win uh, a Super Bowl, and that fits your two-year two year window plan with this team. Derek Carr, maybe not as costly, wouldn't cost you draft capital to, to get him. Uh, a solid quarterback in that 10 to 15 range, somewhere in that uh, for rankings of quarterbacks, but then you have the can't play in the cold weather, hasn't won a big game, it can he only take you so far. Jimmy G, health is his biggest concern. When on the field, he's won a lot with San Francisco, but you're not going to have that same exact staff. You don't have Kyle Shanahan, so you're going to be able to get the same success out of him here. Ryan Tannehill, 35 years old, and seems to be on the climb, and he's like, okay. But that would be far and away the fourth option, I think. It's not great. It is not great. So you better hope that you turn out with either one of Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. I guess that's the biggest takeaway here is figure out which one of those guys are going to be able to land. Because if you don't, oh boy, you might be in for, for a long, long 2023 season, which that's not what we want. 2022 started out so fun. You're six and three. Looks like you're going to end the playoff streak. Let's end it this year. Before we get into the voicemails, I want to shout out Shady Mile. They sent me a couple of things. I'm rocking the t-shirt today. And while I'm recording, you guys know I like to enjoy my bourbons and my whiskey. I'm having one of the ones that they sent me. They are from Kentucky. They are the 10th oldest distillery in Kentucky. I have them behind me. And this guy is the straight bourbon whiskey, 21% wheat. Let's pull it up so you guys can see it. That's the one that I am enjoying. They also have one that is 21% rye. Uh, as well, a little floral on the palate. I like it. It goes down smooth, 90 proof. Shout out to Shady Mile. I appreciate it. You can get them on Caskers or 
Drizzly. They are available on both. So make sure to check them out. Shady Mile goes down smooth from Kentucky. That's where they have the best best whiskey down in Kentucky. So if you're a whiskey enjoyer like myself, a bourbon enjoyer like myself, highly recommend Shady Mile. Let's get into those voicemails. First up, we got Big Frank. He wants to trade back. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Let's talk it through. Hey, Matt, it's Big Frank in Long Island. What up? I got an idea for you. How about if all three tackles are gone, do you trade down into the low 20s and maybe take Schmidt to center? I think that would be a legitimate way because there's ways out of with the tackle spot, but not with the center. Go Jets, baby. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot, Frank. Now, ideally, in a perfect world, he's sitting there for you in the second round with your second round pick if you still have that and you can grab the tackle and the center. But if all three tackles go before the Jets pick at 13, then you have a couple of options. You could move back and maybe you're taking Schmitz in the 20s. And some might say that's a reach. I wouldn't. I, I would say that might be the move there. And if you trade back, I'm assuming you're getting another second round pick. So then you can maybe move up and land another tackle at some point there. Whether it's like the tackle out of Tennessee, the big Ohio State tackle, one of those two guys. It's not my preferred option. My preferred option would be one of the three tackles who are projected to go in the first round. Uh, specifically Paris Johnson, I think is the best fit. I do like Peter Skoronsky and Broderick Jones as well. Um, but uh, that's not a, that's not a terrible idea. It's not. And I've seen people say, well, take a safety or a linebacker there. I would be surprised if Salah does that. And I mean, to be fair, I was very wrong about sauce. I did not think they would take uh, a corner. So maybe they would take the safety in that spot and surprise us. But Specifically linebacker, Salah loves to get those mid-round linebackers and develop them or the Quincy Williamses of the world and develop them. I don't think they'd be spending a, a top 15 pick on that position. I could be wrong, but move back and grab a center. You're not going to get an argument out of me on that one, Frank. I think that's not a bad idea at all. Let's go to Ethan, the Jet fan. He wants to call in and talk about the future of the Jets quarterback position. What up, it's Ethan, the Jet fan. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. And I just wanted to um, hear you talk about the future of the Jets quarterback position. Let's say after all of this debacle, we get Rodgers, we get Carr, but the contracts can't be that long because they are on the older side. Where do we pivot from there? Do you think we should draft a QB, maybe Hendon Hooker in this uh, year's draft? Do we look at next year's draft? What do you think are our options in the future past these uh, couple quarterbacks? Because we're kind of in win-now mode. So just like to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, go Jets. All right. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You're right. The Jets are kind of in a win-now mode. Uh, It's not not great. Like, let's be honest. It would have been so much easier if Zach Wilson was the guy you thought you were getting when you picked him number two overall. But if you get a Rodgers or even a Carr, yes, Carr is younger, but there's no guarantee that that's even a five-year solution. That could be like a Band-Aid fix. And eventually you're going to have to go and try to find that quarterback. But let's pretend it is uh, Rodgers for a second because I think that's the front-runner option. So Rodgers is probably a two-year window of 23 and 24. Now, going into 2025, you could either bring back Zach Wilson if that's what you think like you develop him and you like how he looks you bring him back and you go that route if not you could either take someone 
to develop this year or next year. Personally, I'm not the biggest Hendon Hooker fan. Injured, a little bit of an older prospect. He doesn't really jump out to me. Of this year's late developmental guys, Clayton Toon, Hayner from Fresno State, um, maybe TCU quarterback, Duggan or Dugan. Um, and then next year is obviously supposed to be a really good quarterback class. Uh, so maybe you're trading up for your quarterback in 2024. You know, trying to get up there and, and grab one of these guys, it's gonna de- it's gonna depend. And like you said, it, this might not be a long term fix. Um, if it's Rogers, Carr, Tannehill, uh, Jimmy G, that's kind of just in your two year window, and you're prolonging it. And maybe you go to the draft this year or next year. Uh, I'm not opposed to doing it this year. I'm not a big like I said. I'm not the biggest Hooker fan. But within the next two years, I think you're drafting another quarterback and trying to have that guy be the developmental piece. Let's go to Constantine. He wants uh, he, he has a little bit of a concern, which is understandable. Let's let's go to our guy Constantine and talk him through this. Maddie, my man, Constantine from Florida. Listen, this isn't a question. This is more of a concern. So I need a therapy session with you, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm starting to get a little nervous about this quarterback situation for us. I don't blame you. Aaron Rodgers is out and about doing whatever he's doing, hiding in a black hole in the dark, freaking out. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Now you got Derek Carr talking to the Saints, who was my absolute favorite uh, to be the next Jets quarterback. He's dependable. He's a tough quarterback who can sit in the pocket and take apart defenses, given the right opportunities. I truly believe he would be a great fit for us. But I'm really concerned about the quarterback situation. It doesn't leave really too many options out for us. So I wanted to know what you think of that. Maybe you could give me some input on that. Also, I want to say congratulations, of course, to Ahmad Gardner, Mm -hmm. Sauce, and uh, Garrett Wilson for their Rookie of the Year awards. Duly noted, they deserve it. As far as the guy Lou that you had on a couple of weeks ago, the first caller, let me back you up on this, Maddie. I got your back, bro. Hey, Lou, shut up. You're a moron. You're going to tell me McKagan and Idzik had rookies coming out with Rookie of the Year awards that they put together a roster that the Jets are trying to put together since last year? Bro, stop talking football. Nobody's listening to you. And if you want to start your own podcast, I'll never be on it. I <laughs> promise you that. Oh, no. Back to the Jets. Um, Maddie, I'm a little concerned about the quarterback situation. I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't want to end up starting the season with Zach Wilson and Mike White battling it out. We need that veteran quarterback to step in and take over this offense. I'm not going to go through another year of what I went through this year where we started out with so much promise and such a good defense that it all fell apart because of lack of quarterback play. So please help me out with this and tell me what you think would be a suitable option if we can't land Carr and if Aaron Rodgers decides to go into outer space or something next week. Outer space. As always, uh, you're my man. 
I'll be sticking with you for a very long time. And let's do it. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's go. I appreciate that, man. I really do. You, you know I appreciate you, Constantine. But that reminded me, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, an absolute icon of a man. Bill Ruckert, follow him on Twitter. He's also on TikTok, too. Apparently, I saw him for the first time on TikTok. He did a little uh, prediction about the Jets being in Vegas next year. He wants uh, he wants the Jets to be in the Super Bowl and then did a little beer chug and did his Jets chant. I love that guy. I really do. I am rooting so hard for uh, our, our guy here from, from Long Island, Jeremy Rucker, to take that next step. Great, great kid. Great family. Uh, you know, grew up, you guys know the story, grew up a Jet fan, you know, from Lindenhurst, it's like 25 minutes from where I grew up. Like, that's just, that's a dream, man. That was everyone who grew up a Jet fan's dream, you know, throwing the football in the backyard. I, 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 that's, I can't imagine how happy he must be and that family must be. But, uh, Constantine, I understand why you need the therapy session. The quarterback situation scares me as well. If Carr goes to anywhere else, and uh, Rogers goes anywhere else. I guess, I guess it's Jimmy. I guess it's Jimmy and Mike White, but those guys coming back, and maybe Zach as your third string quarterback to, that you're going to continue to try to develop. That's why I've been trying to say it's those top two guys and then there's a big drop off unless Lamar is magically going to say I'm not going to play for the Ravens trade me now you can't wait that long for Lamar and that's going to cost you three first round picks plus probably what the hell do you do I would guess Jimmy or Tannehill but I would much rather Jimmy over Tannehill it's but that's not the spot that you want to be in it's not. You don't want to be in one of those two spots. Come on. That shouldn't be the plan after what you saw last year. You got to get one of those two guys. Let's go to Richard. He's calling in from uh, Nevada. He's got some quarterback takes as well. Let's talk it through. Let's see. Hey, Matt. What's up? It's uh, Richard from Nevada once again. What up? Hey, dude? listen. Um, I want to go ahead and preface this again because uh, I'm kind of calling right before the Super Bowl. It's Saturday currently. Uh, just turned Saturday about 3 a.m. because uh, I am a night owl, of course. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things I want to say uh, before things actually are official with any kind of quarterback decision. Um, Guys, Jets fans, those of us that are so worried that we're not going to get Aaron Rodgers or anybody else at that point because, oh, Derek Carr is going to be a saint or this is going to happen or this is going to happen. Something they have to remember is that it's like, let's not be naive here. The Jets and Aaron Rodgers have definitely talked. It's maybe not official. Maybe not it's something that's you know, allowed to be happened, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best quarterbacks, if not currently the best quarterback to currently play the game of football uh, that's still in the game. There's been conversations, and either A, Aaron Rodgers has talked to the Jets and said yes, or he has also said A, or B, I should say, no. And at that point, it should be really telling when the Jets are not talking to other quarterbacks for a lot of reasons. Because, A, 
Aaron Rodgers is he's got his mind made up. It's it's going to be that he's going to be a jet or he's going to be in some other uniform. Um, it yeah, he's doing a little uh, retreat or whatever in his cave or whatever for the next couple of days, but. The fact that the Jets are not talking to Derek Carr right now is a good indication, uh, is a good sign, I should say, that Aaron Rodgers is probably your guy. But let's not even say that that's, you know, the end-all, be-all. There are other names, and uh, as our good friend uh, Paul Boy Green has pointed out, there are a lot of names that could actually be in the mix that we're not even thinking of. The likes of, you know, Dak Prescott. Uh, we could still even be in the Lamar conversation, Ryan Tannehill and everything like that. Let's not pretend that Aaron Rodgers is out just because we haven't heard anything yet. In fact, that's a good sign. So I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great point about some of these other options and who knows, I wouldn't be opposed to um, a deck or someone like that. Uh, the Lamar one is going to have to happen later. I just want this one to be over and done with. Is that, is that too, too much to ask for? Is that a little bit unreasonable, I guess, because, uh, and I want this to be over sooner rather than later. Maybe it is, maybe it is, but I'm just not, sure I'm ready to give the Jets the benefit of the doubt that the reason why they're not talking to Derek Carr, if that remains to be the case, it seems like, uh, you know, maybe that's backtracking now a little bit. They haven't earned the benefit of the doubt yet because of how many things that they've done and gotten wrong. And maybe this will be the thing that gets me to get back on track here a little bit and say, you know what? Okay, you earned yourself the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry I doubted you, but I think you have every right to be critical. And not that you're saying that, you know, don't don't be critical of them not being involved and you're just trying to, you know, read read the room, read the tea leaves a little bit about who's going where and if uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy or not. But it's, it's a long road of this. It's got to be one of those two guys. I hope it's Rodgers. And, you know, he's going to go into his dark corner. Dark hole, whatever the hell it is, probably Friday or Saturday. And hopefully he comes out of it saying, A, I want to play, and then also B, trade me. I think it's time for him to move on from the Packers. Let's go to Jack from Long Island. He wants to talk through this Ryan Tannehill discussion. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt O'Leary, this is Jack from Long Island. I was calling in to ask you what your thoughts are and suggest Scott Tannehill. Um... I think if the Jets got Tannehill, it would really not be good for our team. Um, I just really wanted to know what your thoughts are. And also, I think the Jets should trade up for Bryce Young. I also wanted to hear your thoughts on him as a quarterback. And, yeah, um, go Jets. Absolutely. So I guess it's on the table that they could theoretically trade up for a quarterback. But um, – I want to see what I, I pulled it up once before the the trade up for the number one pick that the Rams had to do with the Titans. So in the 2016 draft, the Rams did not have the number one pick. They were much further back. They previously sat at 15. So similar to where the Jets are. The Jets are at 13. Rams were at 15. 
Uh, and they are one of the lowest picking teams in NFL history to be able to trade up to the number one spot. It was uh, Tennessee gets Rams first round pick in 2016, which was the 15th pick. Two second rounders in 2016, a third round pick in 2016, a first round pick in 2017, and another third round pick in 2017. Rams get from the Titans a 2016 first, okay, which was, yeah, the, the number one pick, a fourth rounder that year, and a sixth rounder that year as well. So a comparable package. Obviously, the Jets don't have two second-round picks this year. It would probably be your first-round pick this year, your second-round pick this year, your third-round pick this year, maybe your fourth-round pick this year, and then a first and third next year. Or maybe it's your first, second, third this year and your first and second next year for a, for the number one pick. And maybe you're getting a like day three pick back in return. It's going to be extremely costly. And then do you trust... Bryce Young or any of these guys to be able to come in and play right away in this window because they do have a two-year window um, that they have, you know, to to win games and be in your competitive spot, which they were hoping, you know, Zach would develop for two years and then by 23, 24, 25, when he's still on his rookie deal and getting paid uh, cheap money comparatively to these 40-plus million-dollar-year contracts, that's your window to compete. Unfortunately, that's not the way that it, that it ended up for this team. Uh, I would be really, really surprised if they ended up trading up for a quarterback. I don't see that as very likely, to be honest with you. Let's do Nick calling in for from D.C., and he has a trade package for a quarterback. Ooh, okay, let's do it. Hey, Matt, it's Nick from D.C. What's up, dude? I'm calling in on Sunday morning uh, before the Super Bowl. Um, you know, just got me thinking, all right, I got a trade package. Um, if I'm Joe Douglas. All right. I'm calling Brett Veach, GM over at uh, in Kansas City, and I say, look, I think we got a deal in place. I think a sixth, and, and you know, we'll sweeten the pot with Corey Davis and maybe Nathan Shepard, and I think that gets Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, I mean, who says no, right? Um, but no, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Um, it's the only thing we're going to be talking about is the quarterback situation and Aaron Rodgers, you know, doing that. And I talked about his isolation thing and his whole thing and Joe Klecko coming out and talking about how he doesn't think Aaron's a great fit. I kind of agree. And you might talk about this in the opening segment, but I, I kind of agree. Like he's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest ever, but God almighty watching him last year. He is, and I feel like he's just going off the deep end more and more each year, almost the older he gets for some reason. And the way he treated those young guys, I mean, you could see it on the field. They looked lost and scared of him. And there's a difference between helping a young guy along and, and, and hurting his development. I mean, I feel like, you know, all of us have played sports. I've played the division one sport in college and, when you have a player like that, it really can do more damage than good. But I don't know. It, there's no real winning in my, in my book. But we'll see. Go Jets. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point, and I think it's a realistic concern, but I don't think it's enough for me personally to say uh, I'm out on it 
or that's that's enough for me to say I'm I'm good. I'm going to go a different direction because I think he is that good. But if your option is if you're saying okay, we don't want to do Rogers because of that, so we'll pivot and go with Carr. Okay, that's fine. I think that's reasonable. But then if it's you lose that on Carr and Rogers is a little bit of a diva, so now we want to go with a third tier option. That's where I have the issue. Unfortunately, the Jets, their original plan was for Zach to work out. Obviously, they took him second overall for that reason. They they have to get aggressive. And I think that is too small of a reason to scare you off from trying to go all in on this little opportunity that you have here. I get it. I can believe me. I really understand where you're coming from, Nick. And I, I would love that trade package for Mahomes. Are you kidding me? We could even throw in uh, Solomon Thomas, too, even though he's a UFA. Don't matter, but I just want to watch this team in the playoffs again. Is that too much to ask for? 2010 is too long ago. I was a high school Matt O'Leary in 2010. Caden's up next. He wants to talk Ulbrich. Okay, cool. Hey, Matt, this is Caden Smith calling in from upstate New York on the day after the Super Bowl at 7 o'clock. And just had some questions that I thought I'd share and um, wanted to ask you about the Jets. So first of all, though, congrats on being in the Jets offseason hype video. I saw Thank that, and I'm like, OMG, Matt O'Leary got in there. And I'm like, that's just freaking awesome. So congrats to you, and that's just pretty cool that you got in the Jets offseason hype bed. Second of all, this year with all the coaching prospects is, is something I thought of. Like, you saw people like Don, um, Martindale, the Do- Giants DC, or Mike Kafka, or a lot of just first-timers either with that team or overall that role getting head coaching searches. Why didn't Jeff Ulbrich then get requested? Like, if a first-timer in Mike Kafka can lead a good a good enough Giants offense to the divisional round, why can't Jeff Ulbrich, who, like, he took the worst defense in the league last year to the best defense in the league, or one of the best defenses in the league this year, why didn't he get head coaching gig? If he doesn't next year, that's problems, because I think he should totally be getting head coaching interviews with how well the Jets defense performed this year. And then finally, just want to talk a little bit about the safety position. My ideal, like the ideal draft position for me would be the second round. I personally love CJ Gardner Johnson from Philly to come here. Who knows how likely that is, but it's my favorite prospect and he'd be great at free safety. But let's just look at the draft. So I feel like the four main options for the Jets in the second round are Jordan Battle from Alabama, Christopher Smith from Georgia, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, and J.L. Skinner from Boise State. I know you're high on J.L. Skinner. But the other day I was listening to Jay Gasman's, one of his daily shows on Friday, and he has his friend who's an NFL draft analyst, Cole Thompson, come on. Okay. And they were talking about the safety position. He said Jordan Mattel would not be a fit with the Jets scheme. Over and over, though, he kept bringing up Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M to the Jets. He was saying about how he's Texas A&M used him as a free safety, strong safety. They brought him in the box to like um, rush a little bit, and he also played a lot of nickel corner. And that if he had the choice, that's who he would pick, and he was really high on him. He also did say Christopher Smith would also be a good fit. But I just wanted to know what are your takes on all the safeties, and who would you personally pick um, to be your first safety if like we drafted one in the second? Have a great day, Matt. Bye-bye. Yeah, really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I, I like Jordan Battle a lot. I'm um, now, obviously, not everyone's going to agree on on draft prospects, so he might be a little bit lower on battle. But 
I think he he's coming from a great defense over at Alabama. I think he could be a plug and play guy. Uh, Skinner, I like. I don't know a ton about Antonio Johnson, but I think he's a player. I I, I think he's uh, you know there's a reason why he's projected to go in like the second or third round. I don't know if I would put him ahead of Battle. I would think he's at least similar to Skinner. I just like Skinner's size and ability to go run around and make plays, but. Um, you know, personally, that would be a, a must-add position in that day two spot. Round two or three, safety and linebacker, to me, jump out as huge needs. That should be addressed relatively early. That was awesome, uh, seeing myself in the Jets video. Thank you for shouting me out. So many people tagged me in it. I think you might have tagged me in it as well uh, or sent it to me. But that was a surprise. Had no idea. Super Bowl ends. Had My phone was blowing up. I was like, what the hell is going on? And uh, the Jets did a little promo video, and they used a clip of me 10 seconds in on their uh, social media video. It was very cool. It was very cool to see that and the, the hype video. But um, I, safety's got to be something that they're able to improve in probably both the draft and free agency. It'd be like a Julian Love if he shakes free from the Giants, a tackling machine. He's been really nice. Gardner Johnson I like a lot. think he's probably going to stick with Philly, though. If he doesn't, grab him. Young guy who can play all over the field. Box, deep safety, slot. I really like him. But, yeah, I, I, Jordan Battle and J.L. Skinner are two, two draft prospects I really like a lot. Don't know a ton about Antonio Johnson, but what from from I've seen, I've liked. We're going to close out with Jeff from Wisconsin. He wants to know, what are they doing? I want to know that too, Jeff. Let's hear it. Yeah, my name is Jeff, and I'm from Janesville, Wisconsin. I'm calling to ask what the Jets are really doing, because first they want Rodgers. Then I, now they want Tannehill. Then they want Garoppolo. Then they want the guy from the Raiders, Derek Carr. Do the Jets really know what they want? That's my question. Bye. I hope so. As I said a few calls ago, I don't know if the Jets deserve the benefit of the doubt for what they want or decision-making, but I sure as hell hope that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have a plan and say, this is the guy we want to, you know, we want to get maybe a fallback plan and we're going to do everything we can to go out and grab him because there is pressure. In my opinion, there's pressure on both those guys to make the playoffs this year. You're going into year five for Douglas and you're going into year three for Sala. Turnarounds happen in the league so much quicker than that. The The Jaguars were picking first overall. They ended up winning in a bad division. Sure, circumstances matter, of course. But win games, make the playoffs. It's your fourth draft and fourth free agency period for Joe Douglas. Robert Sala is going into year three. That's enough time. I'm not saying, you know, one and done. I'm not saying one and done them. I, I think that those calls were ridiculous and uh, I even thought that calls to fire him after this year were ridiculous. But if you go 7-10 and 10 again, to me, there's no reason why you can't be critical of both Douglas and Salah. To me, that would be an abject failure if they repeat and go 7-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs this year. Let me know your thoughts on everything down below in the comments. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show on YouTube, uh, on in audio form, on, on Apple or Spotify. You can follow the show on Instagram and, t- and Twitter, excuse me, at Just Jets Pod. I'm at Matt O'Leary NY. Appreciate the support as always, and I will talk to you next time.